Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This show is part of the Haunted Attractions Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at hauntedattractionspodcast.com. This is Marketing Monday with your lovable, surly, and sometimes eccentric hosts, Tyler and Philip. Hey, everybody. This is another awesome edition of Marketing Monday here on the Haunted Attraction Podcast Network. I'm here with your good friend, with our good friend, Philip Hernandez. Philip, how are you? I was like, man, we're not friends anymore. I see how it is. <laughs> Facebook blocked. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So this mm-hmm. is uh, this is Monday. This is the Monday before Thanksgiving. Philip, do you have any? I know you told me you already had Thanksgiving. So do you have any actual plans on Thursday? Uh, actually, yes. We are going to be. Uh, my friends and my family are going to be in Disneyland, and we're having Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, inside the park. You bitch. <laughs> so I had a, we had a pre-Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving where, I, you know, my friends and I cooked for everybody. I'm and really considering blocking you now next week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, on the plus side, if anybody is in uh, the San Diego, La Jolla, uh, or Anaheim area, uh, you guys can, you know, message me and we can meet up or something. I can't complain. I'm going to be down at Disney World in March, and I'll just be sure to rub it in your face. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would much prefer to be at Disney World. Sorry, Disneyland, but Disney World is like my family, like okay. literally. My my actual, you know, like family from the internship, and I love them. Well, before we get started today, I did want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving this week. Make sure to eat plenty of turkey, stuffing, corn, and all the trimmings and the good stuff. I just wanted to put that out there. I know... A lot of us, a lot of people are getting back from IAPA down in Orlando, which looked like it was an awesome, awesome convention this year. Uh, Philip, did you see that booth from uh, Gantham Lighting? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I shared it uh, several times, I think twice by accident, but I, I did share it on the, uh, on, the face, on our Facebook page, too, and I tagged uh, Gantham in it um, because, you know, I, <laughs> I, I had uh, just emailed them I think the day that it went up and he emailed me back like oh did you see it and and so yeah I had to tag him to make sure <laughs> oh did you see it, it. I I, the whole yeah. industry saw it <laughs> yeah the whole industry saw it and I think you know it makes me wonder if they knew they were going to win an award and so they like kind of I mean that that's kind of terrible thinking maybe well, but it makes okay. me wonder well there's, there's, there's precedence for this so 
you know, if you went to Transworld last year, you'll know that the Gantham booth was also incredible because they had the amazing team at 13th Floor Entertainment Group build them this booth that was like right out of Diagon Alley at Universal Studios. Like it had the, it looked like a crooked Gringotts bank and had this kind of old London exterior facade work on it. And I mean, it was it was awesome. Like I don't know if you saw any pictures from Transwell last year, but I'm sure there's several photos of his booth somewhere last year. So there's a precedence for Quan kind of creating these very elaborate, awesome booths. So this year at IAPA, if you haven't seen the pictures, it's like this churchy Gothic castle. I don't know how you'd really describe I mean, it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I would describe it kind of like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Kind of yeah, like exactly. Like, yeah. And it looks it's massive. Really- it looks massive. Like, And I know, I know architecturally there are some perspective tricks yes, being yeah. used to make it look bigger. But, you know, the thing looks massive, and I'm sure it's much bigger than what the pictures give it credit for. And uh, so, yeah, kudos to Quan there, Gantam, and the awesome team at 13th Floor for putting that booth together because, I mean, the pictures are just unbelievable, and I cannot wait to see this booth at Transworld next year. Uh, You know what? Maybe one year, Tyler, uh, you and I will have a booth from 13th (laughs) 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 Entertainment Group. Could you imagine (laughs) that conversation? Like, just contacting them and be like, look, uh, we ha- we have a, uh, a a marketing podcast. <laughs> what kind of booth would fit with that? <laughs> oh, well, we have a lot more than a marketing podcast. You know, speaking of uh, going beyond the podcast and uh, Gantam's amazing booth and Gantam in general, <clears throat> the Haunt Journal, uh, the second issue for November, the November issue is out, and one of our feature articles actually is on Gantam. So you guys can read about the background to the Gantam Torch, which is what they won the TEA award for uh, at, at that was announced at IAPA. So <clears throat> you guys can read about that. And there's nifty pictures in there, um, some cool stuff in there. Philip, and you Philip can, you're going to be at Transworld this year, right? Dot, dot, dot. I mean, well, if if I mean, you're at least no, going to be walking around, right? Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I, well, you know, I, just, I can't can't promise, but I will do everything in in my power to get there. So we saw they in, they introduced the Gantham Torch last year at Transworld, and it's pretty freaking cool. Like the way this the way the flashlight picks up the sensors and everything and. It can change colors. It can strobe. It can fade. I mean, it does all these awesome things. It, it's really and they they did a another uh, kind of test at Scarole with the zombie game, which is what the article talks about. Is how they use their torch to create an interactive game that they ran at Scarole, and they also talk about the possible applications for haunters to use this type of technology. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really incredible to see where. Especially a company like Gantham is pushing the industry towards. No, it's it's ridiculous when you get to the idea that you know they have zombies and just being in proximity to a zombie can cause you you to get more infected and you can check your infection level and then you can go and create a cure and you can like cure yourself and then you can cure other people and just the how they were able to integrate other vendors into that and whatnot. It's 
great idea and just sounds like an awesome experience that they have planned. So read about it in the Haunt Journal. Uh, you can go to hauntjournal.com, no spaces, all lowercase, you know, just hauntjournal.com, and you can have it emailed to you, or you can view it online for free, or you could order a physical copy. The physical copy does cost money because he has to pay for the printing of the physical copy. But you can you view it, you can have it emailed to you for free, and you can view it online for free. So, awesome. That, that's so my spiel. That's, uh, that brings us to our main topic for today. Uh, Right before the main topic. Uh, yes, I know. We're, we're trying the new format. I understand. It's a little, you know, try, trying to get the formatting right. But we, uh, I do have a rave that I want to bring up to our main topic. And I just got this the other day, so I'm glad. Actually, just one day ago. <laughs> so I'm glad it came in on time. Uh, this is from Fright Props, and it's a uh, Give Thanks for Scares. It's an, another email thing. And it's basically a Happy Thanksgiving email. There's a cute little flash Happy Thanksgiving uh, header in here with a zombie head on a platter instead of a turkey with its eyes opening and closing, which is really cute. Uh, well, cute for haunters, I guess. It probably would scare other people. And uh, so there's there's text in here uh, written, I assume, by by Drew, probably. Uh, I'm sure. sure it's from Drew. doesn't say that it is, but I'm sure it is. <laughs> and the uh it's neat you know the the text is, is good and whatnot, but what I like about it is what they're asking for is they're asking for their subscribers to send their Halloween creations photos to them and to communicate via social media. So I'll just read this. Uh send us your freaky, your bloody, your finest Halloween creations just yearning to breathe free. Post pictures on our Facebook, tweet them, mention us, put on Instagram, tag Fright Props in your post. We'll add them to our world-famous customer videos and pics page, show them off on social media, and even feature three of our favorites on the main site. All we ask is that you mention what parts from your prop that you got from Fright Props. So, I think that's a really neat call to action because it's a way to kind of like liven up the uh, the, the dead dead season, the dead zone, now that we're in most most every haunt has closed unless you're year-round. And I think this is just a really cool concept. I mean, it's not a new concept by any means, but I think that it's it's a, a neat thing to ask their fans to say, hey, you know, give send us some cool pictures and we'll, we'll help you, you'll help us by giving us content, is what they're asking for, basically, obviously. They're asking for content, <laughs> for people to give them content for them to use for their social pages but it's it's a neat it's a neat way to see what their customers have been creating so it's a good way to get ideas and it's a good way to connect with their customers on social and it's a good way to um like we talked about Tyler we talked about things you know that uh, people want to share and people love sharing things about themselves and about other people that are like them <laughs> so like fellow haunters right so it's a great it's a great idea from that perspective too. So that's my rave. That's awesome. No, I mean I don't I don't have any rants or raves. You know, usually that's things like that I really have to um, like I don't know this time of year and I'm so busy nowadays. It it has to be something that's really brought to my attention for me to to notice anything. So I don't know. Maybe next week I might, I might go out of my way to rave about something. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I, I take uh, 
deliberate, deliberately get on as many email lists as I can, and I just look at everything. So. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, well. <laughs> okay, today's main topic. Yes. So, so what we're going to do today, guys, Tyler and I are going to talk about the next step, which is the unique value proposition. So what makes you you? Exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect time to be doing this because if if last week we talked about the SWOT and if after last week's episode you did a SWOT analysis or even thought about your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, then you're in the perfect position to come up with your unique value proposition. And this is a this is something every business again every business should do especially the haunt industry, I think. <laughs> so you, uh, it's a really good place to start. And this, is, this ties right into your positioning statement, so I'm sure that you guys have heard about either of these or one of these. And, well, you we've know, talked about value proposition before on the show, yeah. but we've never really dived headfirst into it. And it's, we, we, we've talked a lot of stuff about it and, and kind of around it. And it's very, it's tied almost directly, it's tied directly with, the positioning statement and with all the other stuff. And um, so we're going to break it up. We're really this week just focusing on how you figure out this concept of benefits versus features and how you kind of make, make your value propositions. So then we'll take that and, and we'll translate it into a positioning statement and into marketing. But we just want to focus on this because we have ranted about this subject multiple times not using this exact language but it has come up like especially when when we talked about staying away from saying things like the best haunt in the area or the oh. largest or the number one or all of that because all of those are are features of your attraction and when you're marketing your attraction you need to be marketing in terms of benefits just like every yeah, other bit. Saying you're the number one in Chicago is not a benefit. Not a benefit and I'm no. talking about the Massacre Haunted House because they need to fucking stop. Like, I'm so tired of seeing their shit on Facebook saying, oh, we're the scariest, most badass number one. Like, ugh. It's, it's not important and it's not relevant at all. So, <clears throat> what we're going to do, what we want you to start thinking of in terms of it. We want you to work on this unique value proposition. And to define it here, I have a little definition. The unique value proposition and positioning statement together help you describe exactly how your product or service brings something of worth to your customers. And most importantly, why they should choose you rather than ignore you. It answers the question... Why should I buy from you rather than your competitor? So a lot of people, e even in marketing, I mean, you know, sometimes it's difficult to, to kind of parcel these two out because people get, people get benefits and features very confused uh, very frequently. A lot of people. I mean, I have before. It, it's very easy to do. Well, uh, now, a lot of people will sit and think, well... We are the scariest. Isn't that a benefit? Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's not because let's face it. I mean, to a general population, every haunted house is scary. 
So it's not a benefit. It's that's just a feature of your haunted house. That's what we do. So yeah, you're absolutely so you, right. You have to sit there and think about what yeah. is bringing them in. What is uniquely awesome about us? Exactly, and it's so your your unique value proposition should be formulated from the customer's point of view. That's important, and this ties back into why why we do surveys because. When you asked in your survey for those, anything that you asked in your survey, you got responses back from people, and you can see the words, the wording that they use. Because the way that we would describe something in the industry maybe isn't the same way that a, a guest would understand it. You know, like there's all this difference between like, like an example would be, are you going to call yourself a home haunt or a haunted attraction or a haunted house? or a scare attraction, or a terror attraction. A dark you know, adventure. Or a dark adventure. Those are all, like, they could be all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so, like, what, you know, <clears throat> you want to focus on the wording that your customers are using, right? So that's, when, when you create your unique value proposition, it needs to be formulated from the customer's point of view, and needs to be using the type of diction that they use. So it's a statement of what your customers get from what you do. So I'd like to talk about a, a direct example here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so as many of our listeners know, I've worked a lot with Frightworks on the House in Knoxville. And part of their – this is one thing um, that I can talk about is – the value proposition of their company, their haunted house, and it. On one hand, it's awesome. On the other hand, it's terrible. Here's why: when you look at Frightworks, it's an amazing haunted house. From the quality of actors, the sets, the designs, the way everything looks, it's it really is incredible. You have to go see it to believe it. And the size of the haunt is very deceiving to, like, the outside of the building. Because it looks like the haunted house is set in this very small, like, 50 foot long by 18 feet deep building. I mean, it's, it looks like you're just going to be in and out really quick. And then you realize that there's a whole warehouse behind it that you don't really notice, and the haunted house is massive. So, individually, Frightworks in Knoxville is incredible, and it's $20 to get in. However, where their value proposition suffers is that it is just a haunted house, and every other – like every competition they have, everyone else in their market has more than one – most times even more than two attractions for their one ticket. So their value proposition to their customer, if you're in – like if you're a family – in Knoxville, and you're looking to go out to a haunted house on a particular Saturday night, and let's say you're at your computer and you have the Frightworks website up, and you have two other websites to their competitions up, and you're like, okay, well, this one is $20 for three haunted houses. This one's 25 but they have five haunted houses. Or Frightworks, which is the one haunted house, and it's 20 you know, it's like, where are you going to go? I mean, they don't know that Frightworks is awesome like we do, because that's all, that's all in hindsight. They figure that out once they go through. 
So the the haunt that's five attractions for twenty five dollars is always going to win. So in this instance, that is not a benefit to Frightworks, and and I wanted to make this distinction because if you're in a market where you have an opportunity to open a like a second or third attraction and no one else has that is a unique benefit to your business however if you're in a market like frightworks where everybody has more than one attraction and you open up a second or third one it is also not a benefit it is then just a feature cuz everyone else is doing it in your market well, I, I I would even go a little deeper, I guess, and and say that uh, I I still don't know that that quite dis- you know that that well well okay so when I own I, I still think this is like a battery I still think this is like a this example is still kind of in in the realm of like feature versus feature which is not really what you want to focus on in terms of marketing like the number of haunted houses that that an attraction has is a feature well when when i owned a haunt here in lexington you know we were the first ones to open up a multi-element event we had more we actually had three haunted houses and a ride we had like a little you know you know what i'm talking about it's like um it's an electric chair that people can actually get in and ride and be like Electrocuted. Yeah. So, since we were the only one to be like that, that was unique to us. But so it wasn't really a feature. That was what made you know our haunted house unique is that we had three haunted houses in one location plus a ride. Yeah. And- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and it's kind of like you I mean, you you can translate those too. I mean, th- those those are those are good ways to like wh- like after Tyler did like his SWOT analysis. That's what you that that's where you end up with. You're like, okay, well, this is how you know this is this is one of our strengths is that we we offer one of our strengths is that we offer these features that go beyond what somebody else does. It's also how that makes us unique. So then you want to like translate that into a benefit. So the benefit of you guys having an additional attraction is that you guys can spend, is that guests can spend an extra X amount of time making memories. Or another benefit, right, could be that they there's different themes that people could interact with if they don't necessarily like one type of theme, that they can still go with their friends to this place because there's multiple themes there. They can like the benefits are more like what the consumer gets that are kind of like not, not directly tied to the, like that are yeah like like, like ours versus romance like the, yeah exactly like the example in Knoxville 
you have the one event. It's $25. They advertise five attractions. The benefit is that it's $5 an attraction. Whereas with Frightworks, it's $20 for one attraction. That's how people break that down. So that it's that financial benefit. They feel like they're going to get more bang for their buck at this other event than, say, maybe at Frightworks. Even though, and I can tell I can tell you this, Frightworks is the best haunted house in that market. But people don't know that. Like, like I said, that's all after the fact because you have to get them through the haunt before they realize that. So, yeah, well, I, you know, e- even in that model, I still think there's a little, there's a little way you guys could like expand to on, on the benefit of that because money is not just, uh, you know, saving money is not just saving money, right? It's like the Walmart thing, like live better. It allows you to live better. So a benefit of Frightworks beyond like, beyond the pricing is that it allows people to do more because it's the, the ticket price is less so you can do more. Well, it's like, it's the whole, it's like, yeah, it's like the whole um, thing that they say with like Papa John's better ingredients, better pizza. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. so, and, and we're not, all of these things are examples. Like, you know, Walmart can be like, well, we're, we're, we're a penny less than, than any other store because it kind of is like a penny less, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, like we're a penny less story. Like that's, that's, that's a, that's a feature of Walmart. Like they are a penny less than other stores. And if, they yeah, have if, if anybody's ever wondered, products. yeah, if anybody's ever wondered why everything costs like two ninety nine, three ninety nine, thank Walmart. They started that because like you just said, they've always been a penny less. Yeah, so that's so, where that whole trend started. Now everybody freaking does it. So in, instead, though, th- those are all features, right? Those are all like Walmart has X amount of shaving products. You know, that's a feature. So instead, their benefit is you can save money and live better because, you know, with the idea of the biggest benefit is if you save money by going to Walmart, like, you can have a better life, right? Like, so, and then just like you said with Papa John's, like, Papa John's doesn't sit there and be like, these are the number of ingredients that we have versus other places. Like, you, if you come to Papa John's, you get five more ingredient choices. Well, it's not even the, like you said, it's not yeah. even the quantity. It's just that, that they're saying it's quality. So it's, it's better ingredients. Like, yeah, we also have pepperoni, sausage, anchovies, and banana peppers, yeah. but they're just better. So they, they make you, like... It makes it seem like the pizza is like healthier, so the benefit to you is like to your health. So like that's that's where they're hitting at. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on that Papa John's diet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, people need to start thinking of this right in terms of of your features and how they translate into benefits. So what I'm gonna suggest people do, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this once now, and then we're gonna come back to it again after I give examples, but. What I want you guys to do is like make a T chart and kind of jot down your your benefits versus your you know what what the qualities are. So you just like we when we went through the the SWOT analysis, right? We from the SWOT just like Tyler, he talked about going through the SWOT and he knows his market. He knows what the other people are offering in in his market. 
So that means he's done his SWOT analysis. That's what that tells me. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you have your... So he should be able to sit down and say, these are our features, which he just did. Like, these are the features that we have. And now we can translate those features into benefits. So I'd recommend making a T-chart where just like on one column you have, you can list all of your features. And these are the things that are going to be the things that, that we all want to say. Like, we're $5 cheaper. We offer 300, ho- we offer 300 houses or the inverse. Like, we, you know, a feature is we have one hide house but it's more, you know, but, you know, et cetera. Don't have to put a but in. The but is like the benefit side. You know, we have one haunted house. This is our ticket price. You know, that's on this side, the left side of your T-chart where you talk about your features is where you put in all of your, like, the number one this or the number one that or any of that. Like, get that out of your system, any of that nonsense that you want to put in there. That goes on on this side. Then what we're going to do is translate all of that into a benefit. Like, so it may... I want you guys to, you know, get out your scrap paper or whatever. God, I feel like I'm back in class. Get your scrap paper. <laughs> you know, on, on, make your T-chart. On your left side, you're going to list the features, and then you're going to translate each feature into a benefit. And you, when you do this, remember that you need to stand in the shoes of your customers and ask yourself what they feel and see and hear and say and do and use their words and put it in in their terms of how it's a benefit to them. And think of benefits more as like broad, broad type things, right? Like Papa John's, their argument is that they make you, like it's a healthier pizza, like it improves your health, right? So, okay, so I have two examples here. Again, these are examples from The Best Little Marketing Plan by Sean Harry. So I think they're really cool and very, very quick examples. Uh, the first is a child's bike seat. So for a child's bike seat, I mean, the, the features are pretty pretty obvious, right? It's like you have a product and it makes it easier for people to transport their children on a bike, right? And it like it's a carrier and it fastens to the bike and it's simple and you could talk about like how you use it and all that. Those are all features. Okay, the benefits are that customers get a product that lets them know their child is safe while on the back of their bike. So a benefit is safety, right? Safety of their child. They receive a tool for bonding with their child as they ride through the countryside together. So this idea of creating memories, of bonding, of making memories with your kid, of time with your child that is also safe, right, and is outside, so it's that's a whole lot more than just a child carrier that fastens to your bike, right? It's not just a child carrier that fastens to your bike. Another it's benefit of that could be and safe and whatnot. You know, on that example, you know, another benefit you could look at would be like, does the child seat hit on any of the things that the parents are passionate about? For instance, is the seat made of plastic? If it is, is it BPA free? Like, is it good for the environment? Can you recycle it? I mean, it's like, you know, those would be unique benefits to that child seat. Yeah. So then the other example here is like a a case study on flowers versus romance. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So this is a neat one. And why you didn't save this to February, I'll never figure out. Yeah. I'm just going to like kind of slip through this very quickly. 
which is more effective, selling flowers or selling romance? So the idea is that if you want to sell flowers, then you focus on why people buy flowers. And people buy flowers because, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, some of them are they make your house smell nice, they brighten up the rooms, they help you romance people, like from all those ideas like the movies of flowers, and if you're in the doghouse, they'll make, they'll suit things over, all of that, okay? Those are the benefits of the flowers. Benefits are what the flowers do for you. Details about the flowers, such as like the color, the same length, etc., are features, right? So florists who focus on the benefits of flowers to their customers sell more flowers, hands down, right? Very few people want flowers, but everybody wants romance. So the idea is to not make the mistake of selling flowers, right? So in the marketing for these, for a flower shop or for, you know, anything, you would, the marketing activities would talk about the features, you know, you, you, don't, you don't want to talk too much about the features. You want to talk about the romance, how flowers make your house smell, how they brighten the room, how they, how they help you with relationships, right? <laughs> not just like the color, not just like, oh, look at all the colors that are available. And like, oh, if you got flowers, they could match your sofa. Like, no, that's, no. Really? Here's some flowers. They match your couch. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. I get it. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you don't. That's the point. You don't want to like be like, oh, these flowers are awesome. They come in different colors. They are only this much when competitors are this much. They are... They, you know, our flowers are pre-cut stems. They already have water in them. Like, all of those are features. None of them are benefits. Like, none of them touch on what it does to to affect your life, which is how flowers smell, how how flowers affect your relationships, how flowers can be used to brighten rooms and whatnot. So, if, you know... Hopefully now you guys should be asking yourself the questions. Are you focusing on your features of your product? Or are you focusing on the benefits? Right? Are you selling flowers or are you selling romance? Because you see, you just got me thinking about how people who sell flowers can sell romance. And I don't know if I've ever heard this before, but what just popped in my head, and I, I personally have never heard this, and I don't know if, if any – it's probably already been done before, but it, I think it would be kind of genius for someone to like in an ad say – you know they're selling flowers, but they say something like, "You know, say I love you a dozen times," because there's a dozen flowers. So it's like you're selling romance, but you're also like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen an ad that says that. God actually. damn it! <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's that's a pretty good example. So, so when we're thinking about marketing our attractions, we we want to take our you know our features and translate them into benefits and. You know, not all benefits are going to be the same, but in the same way that all flowers are by their nature's flowers, like if you're a rose, sell, if you sell roses and the person down the street from you sells sunflowers, there's going to be some overlap, right? <laughs> so it's, it's the same concept with haunted attractions. There, there is overlap in some of the benefits 
Um, but there's going to be benefits that you guys, that some of you have that others don't, based off of your SWOT analysis, which, you know, from sort of SWOT analysis to features, fe- unique features that you have into unique benefits. And then, of course, all the regular benefits. So some benefit, some of the benefits that everybody is going to have is making memories for Halloween, right? <laughs> like, that's, that's a pretty standard, just like the whole selling romance thing. Like, you guys are selling fear. You're selling excitement. You're selling this idea of a little bit of danger, a little bit of all, all of those those emotions that kind of make you jump up and, and make you excited. Like, you're selling excitement. You're selling fear, you're selling this idea of unease, you're selling challenges, you're challenging people to do things, you're selling a catalyst for conversation, you're selling, you know, working on relationships, because romance isn't, you know, the only thing out there, there's also activities to do with people, you know, and and Halloween kind of embodies all of those elements, it has the trust kind of thing of going around and knocking on people's doors, it has the, uh, the elements of this, like the mischievous nature, it has the danger, it has all of that stuff in it. So that's that's what you're, that's what all of the hunter attractions are selling. You're selling all of those emotions, right? Some of you might have a, well, all of you do have additional benefits that you're adding to that that goes outside of the mix. You know, like if you are a home haunt, then you're selling, you know, a much more individualized experience that is a little potentially more uh, more dangerous because you're a, a home haunt versus an attraction because there's this idea of safety with attractions, but essentially you're asking people to walk into a stranger's house. <laughs> it's completely not, you know, McKay maybe not have security. Yeah, like there's maybe not even any security. So it potentially is a little more dangerous, right? It's a little more like fight club type thing. You know, versus hey, attraction. Hey, you know, hey, I know we don't talk about Fight Club. That's what you guys need to be. That's what we want you to be thinking of. Yeah, look, like the best way I could put this would be like, watch what they do when they're when you're when you're seeing the marketing for like a new movie, especially a horror movie. You know, or look at how Disney, like the Disney parks, do it. You know, they don't say Disney World doesn't say. You know, four parks for one price, or something like that, or we're the best amusement park in the world. No, they simply say we're the most magical place on earth. Yeah, and e- now each year they do kind of shift it up. Like, well, they yeah, have their celebration, and they have the year of dreams. But that's that's all that that's their benefit. Like, and it's a pretty high benefit. Like, it's a pretty high bar. But uh, it's I don't think it's a bar that. No offense, I don't. I'm not sure it's a bar that any haunted attraction could actually reach. <laughs> just, just, I mean, just because you know Disney, but their whole idea is like, come celebrate with us. You know, like think of us when you want to celebrate, and we will make your celebrations the best you that you've ever had. Right. Well, we'll make we will make best. your dreams come true. I mean, that's their whole yeah. The year year of a million dreams or a thousand or whatever. You know, like that that that's you know that's that's how. It works. But they're not out there saying we're the number one amusement park in the world or we're the largest this or the I guess I can't technically say the scariest but like we're the happiest <laughs> we're the happiest 
or I don't know. But I mean, you get. I mean, I think you get our idea is that just kind of follow what these other major institutions are doing, and then just kind of take their idea. You know, don't rip them off, but just like how can we apply this to to our haunted house? What can we do? What can we say that lines up with our value proposition, with our SWOT analysis, and could easily fit into our marketing plan? Yep. And just to close, like like I said earlier, the the way I would recommend doing it too is you make your little T chart, and now that you've done your SWOT analysis from last week, you should have your your all of your features there. So put your features on the left side and then come up with your benefits that relate to your features. And I think that that's a good way of forcing you to like uh make the distinction between a feature and a benefit because it's it's you know you it's right there in 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 columns. You can't like <laughs> you you know, you can't just Take it straight across. It has to be translated into a benefit. So that that'd be a way, or my recommendation to you guys to do is sit there, make this T chart, and and get that work. And once you've done that, you should be ready for uh, our next podcast, where we're going to be talking about taking all of those those benefits and translating them into your positioning statement. Yeah, and that's going to be really exciting. Like, because this all just ties together, and I hope. I hope through the podcast that it's becoming clearer as to what we're trying to do for you. It's like we're walking you through your marketing plan from the very beginning. And this is all really important, and I know it's a lot of kind of technical, you know, gobbledygook, but it is really important. And that's why we, that's why we take these little fragments of the marketing plan and break them into an entire podcast to try and drive home just how important these things are and what they are, and what they can do for you. So, anyways, yep. Philip. That's it. Yeah, so where can people find out more about uh, subscribing, if this if this is your first time listening? Um, where can they find the link to us? If this is your first time listening, go to Haunted Podcast, one word, hauntedpodcast.com, and it will bring up our sh- main show page, and you can select Marketing Monday there. Uh, and a reminder at the end here too to you guys get your copy of the Haunt Journal for this month and you can do that by going to hauntjournal.com. So Haunted Podcast. And if you go to Haunted Podcast, you can you can see the Haunt Journal link at the top as well with all of our shows. So one stop location for everything, hauntedpodcast.com and uh make sure you get onto that email list so that you're notified next month when we'll be doing an extended feature on Haunt Design Kit with Tyler. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, always exciting to see information from Tyler. Oh, and as always, I am Tyler, and you can find me at HauntDesignKit.com. That's going to do it for this week. Hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving. We'll be back next Monday. Bye, guys. This show is part of the Haunted Attractions Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at hauntedattractionspodcast.com.